0: Welcome in to This is Baseball. It is August 17th. I am Brandon Johnson. Let's start the show. This week we're going to look at the Atlanta Braves season and look into why they're completely dominating everybody this year. We're going to react to the return of Orioles play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Brown. We have the Wander Franco allegations that came out in Tampa Bay. Brady Singer went six and two-thirds, no hit. Seven shutout innings the other night against the Seattle Mariners. And we'll look at the Angel Hernandez legal case that he has with Major League Baseball. So the Atlanta Braves continue to dominate Major League Baseball with a Major League leading record of 77-42. and They are 12 and a half games up. On the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League East. They have a run differential of plus 206. The next closest are the Texas Rangers. With plus 197. So both the Rangers and Braves are having just... They're scoring a lot of runs is what that means. They're projected to win 106 games. And like I said, they're leading the league in... Run differential plus two hundred six, scoring lots of runs, not giving up many runs. Matt Olson, first baseman for Atlanta, has a major league leading forty-three home runs, 107 RBIs, and a slugging of a thousand. He's very good. The Braves have six players on their roster that have hit at least twenty home runs and Of those six, all have at least 60 runs driven in as well. With an OPS of 900 or better. Excuse me, 800 or better. Their pitching staff is also very good. Most of them kind of sitting in that three range. And... A lot of them have whips kind of close to that one range or a little above one. So from a hitting and pitching standpoint, the Atlanta Braves are firing on all cylinders and I don't really see that changing. In fact, I think they're going to get to the postseason, and just continue to dominate everybody. They haven't lost more than four games in a row this season. And if you're looking at their schedule, they are taking care of business against teams that they should be beating. Like I said earlier, they have Matt Olson with 43 home runs. They have Ronald Acuna as well. Both of those players are likely going to be MVP finalists at this point. And they're set up to be successful Well beyond this year, pretty much the rest of this decade, the Braves should be kind of the class of the National League. Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco was in the news this past week and has been placed on Major League Baseball's restricted list as they investigate a recent social media post that came out alleging that he was having... Inappropriate relations with a minor. Now, Wander Franco is 22 years old, so it's not clear when this happened. But there's really not a whole lot of information other than the tweet came out that was accusing him of this. And there's really been no news ever since. So not really going to spend a bunch of time on that. But if you're wondering where Wander Franco is... That is what's going on with him. So I don't know if he'll be back at all this season. We'll see. Baltimore Orioles play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Brown returned to the booth last Friday night against Seattle Mariners. If you remember, Kevin Brown was suspended from the booth after doing a segment about how poorly the Orioles had played against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tropicana field. And that was on July 30th and we hadn't seen him since. And there was no really official word on what happened to him. So we were left to guess that that is why he was not in the booth. Kevin Brown came out, came back last Friday, took the high road and got back to doing what he's really good at and calling baseball games. So I hope that I hope that the Orioles learn a lesson from this, from all the backlash that they received from suspending an announcer for making a nothing comment and really just telling history and telling a story leading up to the turnaround of the Baltimore Orioles organization. Kansas City Royals pitcher Brady Singer on Monday night faced the Seattle Mariners and no-hit them for six and two-thirds innings and through seven shutout innings of one-hit baseball. Left the game with a 5 nothing lead just for the Royals' bullpen to give up six runs in a matter of two innings, but... Kansas City Royals would go on to walk off the Mariners in the bottom of the ninth. So all's well that ends well, but almost the Kansas City Royals almost spoiled a very good outing from Brady Singer. And Brady Singer has just continued to get better as the season's gone on. So really, his last three starts... August 3rd against the Mets, he went eight, or excuse me, July 28th against the Twins. He went five innings, but he had 10 strikeouts in those five innings. Went eight innings against the Mets. gave Didn't give up a run. Six and two thirds. Against the Red Sox. And then, and then against the Mariners. He gave up just those two hits. I think I said one hit earlier, but he gave up two hits. It's funny, though, the Royals, they have... Won 39 games, I believe. And they have seven walk-off wins. So a lot of of comeback victories for them in the very little amount of wins. But they have actually been playing pretty decent baseball. Kind of the second half of the season, really, since the All-Star break. And that's pretty typical of a bad team. Start playing well when it doesn't really matter all that much. I know I gave the Royals some grief for the way that they traded Nikki Lopez for Taylor Hearn. But I want to talk about and highlight a trade that they made with the Texas Rangers and they got Cole Reagan, Cole Reagans from the Rangers in the trade, in our oldest Chapman trade. And Cole Reagans in his four starts with the Royals He's been pretty good. Uh, He's made four starts, like I said, and just the last outing he had against St. Louis, he had some command issues and ended up giving four runs, but he's been really solid up to this point. So, so far, that's looking, looking good for the Royals and maybe a piece that can be good for them in the future. I think the Royals offseason is going to be very interesting. I think you're going to see them shop Brady Singer around and see what they can get for him. And I think that you could potentially see a player like Salvador Perez moved because you have to start thinking about Salvador Perez. He is in his mid-30s, and he's obviously a Kansas City Royals legend, He was here for the World Series run in 2014 and 2015. He had the walk-off hit against the A's in the wildcard game. He won 2015 World Series MVP. He's, yeah, just beloved in Kansas City. But I don't know if he's going to be part of the next championship run. And you have to consider seeing if you can get anything in return for him to add to your next potential championship roster and again i wouldn't be surprised if they if they moved salvador perez because jj pacolo has shown that he's going to be a very transactional general manager and that's exactly what the kansas city royals need is somebody to make moves when moves need to be made I would like them, I would like to see them try to be more aggressive in free agency, spend a little bit more. I'm not saying that they need to go out and match the Mets payroll or spend half a billion dollars on Shohei Otani, but I think that they should stop pretending that they can't do things. I'm not saying that they should go out there and be reckless either but I think that they need to try to be in on some of these upper tier free agents. And maybe, maybe you land one, maybe you don't, but be part of the conversation. When you start seeing tweets from insiders, your team should be one of the, you know, the three teams that is pursuing free agent X instead of just absolute crickets out of the Royals because We can't or whatever. Moving on, and I'm going to close with this. So long time Major League Baseball umpire Angel Hernandez. You know the name. You know who he is. He's not very good. Well, back in 2017, he sued Major League Baseball for racial discrimination, saying that he hadn't been assigned to a World Series since 2005, and he had been constantly passed over for being crew chief. Well, in 2017, he lost that lawsuit. And this is, I'm going to read a quote from AP News. And it says, Hernandez had failed to establish a statistically significant disparity between the promotion rates of white and minority umpires. MLB had provided persuasive expert evidence demonstrating that during the years at issue, the difference in crew chief promotion rates between white and minority umpires was not statistically significant and Hernandez offers no explanation as to why major league baseball statistical evidence is unreliable. So basically Angel Hernandez was making claims that didn't really have the evidence to back up what he was saying. So yeah, Angel Hernandez appealed this and appeals court refused to reinstate the case. So Angel Hernandez when you think about umpires and referees, you don't really want to know who they are. And everybody that watches Major League Baseball games knows who Angel Hernandez is. And when you're looking at the crew, when your team's playing and they announce it on your TV or they announce it at the game and you see that it's Angel Hernandez, Hernandez, then you know that you might be in for one. He's consistently misses calls. He's famous for having three calls overturned in the playoffs in game three of the ALDS in 2018. That was all in one game. So you might not be getting the promotion, Because you're not very good at your job. And honestly, you probably still only have a job because you have a pretty strong union. Angel Hernandez has not really even been around much this season because he had an injury. And I kind of forgot about him. And I was thinking, man, I haven't really heard that much about Angel Hernandez this season. Well, it's again, because it turns out he was injured. So, you know, you don't really hear about somebody that's injured. And now that he's back, I'm sure that we'll hear stories and have Angel Hernandez controversy because that is just what he does. Before I get out of here, I want to give you a reminder of the division standing. So your American League Central leaders Minnesota Twins are four and a half up on Cleveland. Baltimore has a three-game lead on Tampa Bay Rays. American League West leaders, Texas Rangers, are three and a half up on Houston. Go to the National League. I already said this earlier. Atlanta, Major League leading 77 wins. 12 and a half lead on Philly. In El Central, Milwaukee Brewers, three and a half up on the Chicago Cubs. Los Angeles Dodgers are nine up on the San Francisco Giants in the National League West. The Dodgers have pretty much pulled away and are a lock to win that division. They had the Diamondbacks Leading that for a while, but the Diamondbacks have fallen back down to 500. And while they're sitting at 500, the Diamondbacks are only two and a half out of that wild card, that last wild card spot, with the Phillies, Giants, and Marlins holding those three spots currently in the National League. And your wild card teams so far in the american league are the tampa bay rays houston astros and toronto blue jays with the seattle mariners only two games back at toronto for that last spot so we're coming down the stretch we got about six six weeks left of the regular season it's gonna be fun to watch gonna probably see a lot of movement in those wild card spots i'd Again, going to be interesting that American League West race, American League East race. Can Baltimore hold on? Can Texas hold on? Same thing in the National League. Can, can Milwaukee, can Chicago make a push against Milwaukee? Can Cincinnati start playing good again and get themselves back in the conversation? We'll see. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandon, and this is Baseball.